Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. So today we are live from Costa Rica, Santa Teresa in Costa Rica, where I have been surfing, learning how to surf. And we are going to talk about how to scale your business. Now, whether you are at 3K months, 5K months or higher, or you've just gotten your first clients, this episode is relevant for you because there are some principles that don't change, basically regardless of how much you are making or how many clients you're serving. And how to scale your business, and some of the things we're going to talk about today are so important because usually when we think about scaling, we're like, okay, this is the big numbers. This is when I go to 10 or 20 or 30 or 50K a month. And we're like, okay, I don't need you to think about this right now because I'm not there yet. But this is one of the mistakes I made in the beginning of my business because I didn't expect the business to grow as fast as it did. And what happened in that situation is that I found myself seriously running behind the train, trying to set up all of the systems I needed to grow the business. Um, and instead of doing it beforehand, I was doing it while the business was growing. So basically today we're going to talk about what is the basic structures that you need to scale your business, the foundations, what it means to have a clear message, strong back-end systems, strong funnel funnels, but also coming across as an authority, creating compelling offers that people people want to buy, um, attraction marketing, both on a marketing perspective, but also energetically to attract people to you, as well as the mindset needed to scale your business. So I remember less than a year ago, because I got my very first client on May 19th, which is insane when I think about it. May 19th, 2020, got my first client from my online business. And at that point, and for the three months that followed, I was in, I'd like to get a new high ticket client mode. So I wasn't thinking about scaling, about sophisticated funnels, about passive income. The only thing I was focusing on was getting more one-on-one -on -one clients. And I was very specific about that, right? I did not compromise if people could not afford the program. Um, well, that was basically it. I really wanted to focus on what my one-on-one -on -one offer and not... Uh, settle for less because I knew that once I had a few one-on-one -on -one clients that created income and freedom, I could also have enough information having been in their mind and having been through that through that process with them together that I could then launch a group program that would serve my clients the best way possible rather than jumping in lower end offers that wouldn't create financial freedom uh, and the level of income I needed and that kind of would disperse my offers. So what I did in the beginning is that I focused on my imposter syndrome to Minato program, which was a one-on-one -on -one program, three months long, and I find clients and it wasn't an abundance of clients. And this is one of the misconceptions with scaling is that we feel like, okay, first I have one client and then I have two and maybe I have three consistent monthly clients and then I have four and then I have seven and then I have 10 and then I'm fully booked. So I need to come up with a plan B. I actually never got to the point where I had that many clients. Um, I think that in total, 
up to August, end of August, when that's when the business really took off, I had a total of maybe, mm, let me think, six, between six or nine, I'm not sure, high ticket clients, high ticket one-on-one clients. And then I started to diversify my product suite. So the first point of how to scale your business is having one clear strategy with a pinch of flexibility, right? (laughs) Because we don't want to be stuck in a business model that uh, we feel is like a prison or that has no flexibility. Sometimes we change our mind about things. Sometimes we think that we want to do something and it it changes later. So we do want that flexibility that allows us to... Um, make tweaks, make changes, and feel or follow uh, follow our intuition, excuse me, or basically get into the feeling of what feels aligned. However, there is a difference between being in alignment and being all over the place and throwing spaghetti at the wall. So when I say having one clear strategy is my one clear strategy was enrolling high-end clients, one-on-one high-end clients, And by working during three months with these wonderful women, I got enough information of what they needed, what came up, what was the extra support that they might need, what were the problems, the pain points and the desires I've heard over and over and over again. I wanted to gather all of that experience and all of that information, which is basically golden market research, as well as develop my own skills before I went into launching a group program. And the fact that I had a one-on-one clients also meant that it was bigger results, bigger transformation, more support and more potential over these three months, which created fantastic testimonials. And not only did it boost my confidence, it boosted their confidence, it gave amazing testimonials. And then the amazing testimonials could be used in the business as social proof that the imposter syndrome terminator program is legit and to create that authority positioning in terms of me as the imposter syndrome terminator, right? So one strategy selling out my one-on-one, finding clients for my one-on-one, not dispersing my energy and settling for less. So if people said, oh, I can't afford it, can I have something else? The answer was no, not because I didn't want to serve them, right? The plan was to serve them later through group programs, but I didn't want to basically tell the universe, hey, well, this person can't afford me. And because I don't believe in my ability to find people who can, I'm just going to settle for less. That is that was some energy I did not want in my business. Even though there's always flexibility, you know, to downsell if the circumstances are right, but that's a different topic. Once I had that one clear strategy, it actually simplified so many things and less is more when it comes to business and marketing strategies. Otherwise we get overwhelmed. So I used Facebook, I used Instagram, nothing more. Everyone was talking about Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse, I think, became pretty popular in, in October 2020, if I'm not mistaken, but Clubhouse, Pinterest, YouTube, podcasting, um, TikTok. And while I had all of those things in the back of my mind, I did not want it to add an additional social media platform that I had to manage when I already had my energy between Instagram and Facebook with no help. I didn't have a VA yet. So I decided that I would have one clear plan, which was selling my one-on-one. I would use Facebook and Instagram. And the way I did that is that I came up with content pillars that I used as 
um, as a basis to create content. And so one week would be about a specific topic, the next week about another topic, the third week about a third topic until I reached a cycle of four weeks. And then I restarted the entire process. So as a super basic example, one week would be about visibility, one week would be about money, one week would be about imposter syndrome, and one week would be about confidence, right? Random example. And once I got to the end of the cycle, I would just start again. The beauty in that is that the more you work with one-on-one -on -one clients, the more information and cool content ideas you get because you work with them, you see what problems or solutions or breakthroughs pop up, and then you can recycle that experience into your content. So the more you work with people and the, the, more, you, the, the more time you spend in your business, the easier it gets to post content. And because you have a pretty streamlined and clear structure of how you post, which is all of that is in the Visibility Queen Bootcamp, by the way, one of my programs. Once you reach the end of one cycle, you can basically start a new cycle and recycle part of the content of the first cycle. And after a three-month period, so we've gone through four weeks of content, you start again on the next month and start again on the next month. And once you've gone through three months of content, you can basically regurgitate all of your content from three months ago people don't mind the algorithm doesn't always show your posts so some of the posts they won't even see and people need repetition so strong foundations which was knowing exactly who my client was who the imposter syndrome terminator program was for what were they what were their pain points their desires what triggered them what frustrated them and then created a content plan so showing up on social media in a way that always led to the imposter syndrome terminator program so if i talked about i don't know visibility issues one of the call to action could be well visibility fears is exactly what we'll work on in the imposter syndrome terminator program because once we do hypnosis together or energetic work we can get to the real reason why you have visibility blocks and get rid of them within two weeks right reach out to me or click on that link to get more information about the imposter syndrome terminator program so it was one call to action one program a clear content plan one freebie that was also kind of a logical logical steps logical step excuse me towards the imposter syndrome terminator program and it simplified the entire business while still being extremely solid because i did not talk about a bunch of stuff that was not directly related to imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome can can show up in many different forms, but whether that was visibility or not feeling good enough, not feeling content, confident enough, feeling we need more diplomas and more certifications, that we got lucky, everything I talked about was in line with imposter syndrome. So once I knew that, and once I knew who I serve, I really focus on social media not to be plain vanilla. And this is one of the mistakes that we can make is that, oh, I want to scale my business. I want to reach a bunch of people. So I have to talk about a bunch of subjects. But then people get confused because you're not memorable for one thing. And when people get confused, they don't buy. That's a very, very basic rule in marketing is that a confused audience doesn't buy. So by having one offer and talking about it like a broken record, not only did I convert wonderful women in my audience into clients who really needed the program, but also there were a bunch of people who couldn't necessarily afford or didn't want to afford the one-on-one -on -one imposter syndrome terminator program that would be very good candidates for a different program further along the way. So even though some of the people 
following your content are not clients now, it doesn't mean that they won't be clients later, right? I have people joining programs who've been who've been in the audience uh, or who followed my Instagram account or who in the Facebook group for months and months and months. And I know that because I can see when they joined either in the Facebook group or on the email list. And just because they weren't visible or didn't comment or didn't like, doesn't mean they aren't there and doesn't mean they aren't watching. So create a, creating that very strong foundation, showing up with the consistent content that really resonates with your audience is going to create the no like, and trust factor, creating connection with your audience, which is exactly what they need to eventually, if your offer is right for them, become your client. Now, that aside, so the strong foundations, we also want a strong back-end system and one simple funnel instead of being all, all over the place and the back end systems and funnels even though it might not necessarily be the sexiest topic on earth are so important because please don't be like me okay the business grew faster than i thought it would which is a great problem to have but i found myself i think it was in september september and october before i went to brazil to my friend's wedding i found myself with a lot of clients, no VA yet, uh, a backend system that did a pretty good job, but that could have been optimized and feeling that I was constantly running behind the train, feeling pretty overwhelmed and starting to develop some resentment against the business because I was feeling that I was working all day and not doing anything else, not even exercising. And resentment towards the business is basically the same energetically as like, highway to sabotage so please don't be like me please make better choices based on my mistakes so when i talk about having strong back-end systems and one simple funnel one funnel is basically how you're going to bring people who don't know you or who kind of know you from instagram or facebook or whatever social platform you're using to being your clients so in my case back then and it's actually still the case it's just a bit more diversified the way people got into my program was super simple. So they magically arrived on Instagram or Facebook because you're magic, we are magic, and that's quantum physics, right? By providing high-value content on a consistent basis, people eventually find your account and the social media magic, algorithm, energetic, woo-woo thing happens where people become your followers, which in itself I think is an absolute miracle. Uh, but let's not, let's not talk. I'm like digressing right now. So once people are following me, the next step that I want is getting them on the email list or getting in them in the Facebook group because the Facebook group is where I feel that a lot of people uh, get a lot of high value delivered. That's where they watch my lives. That's where they make friends. The, the vibe in the Facebook group is really good. So it's a place that they like to hang out and that I like to deliver value in. I also want people to be on my email list and so should you because if anything ever happens to your Facebook or Instagram account, we are basically screwed, right? But if you have an email list, we can still communicate with our people and an email gets delivered. It doesn't necessarily get read, but it gets delivered. Whereas a Facebook or Instagram post uh, might never be seen by some of our audience members because of the algorithm, right? 
So once they were following me, I would promote the freebie and promote the, the Facebook group periodically, consistently every week. So people either opted in to the freebie and downloaded the freebie and got on the email list or they joined the Facebook group. Once that happened, there was a very clear nurturing email sequence where not only the freebie was perfectly aligned with the imposter syndrome terminator program, meaning that if they liked the freebie, they're likely to like the imposter syndrome terminator program, but also an automated, automated email sequence that would build the know, like, and trust factor, build the authority factor, and basically create that connection between me and anyone who decided to opt in. Again, something that... Um, I teach in the Visibility Queen Bootcamp and in my masterminds. So once people are there, they're basically one step closer to you or one step closer to me because they have your freebie, which in my case is a recording. They're listening to the recording. They probably have small wins from the recording. They have wins from the Facebook Lives, which are completely free. We are building that connection. And what's the next step? If you don't tell people what to do, they're just not going to do anything, right? It's the path of least resistance and it's not clear. So we need to be very clear in what we want people to do. So that's why in my email sequence, I had a PS on every email that said, if you want to dive deeper, if you want to get rid of subconscious blocks and imposter syndrome and grow your business, click here to get more information about the imposter syndrome terminator program, which was basically the link to the sales page of the imposter syndrome terminator program. Same in all of my posts or Facebook lives. I would go live, blah, 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 talk about a specific topic. And at the end, I would pitch, very soft pitch, easy, easy peasy guacamole, right? But basically saying something like, I hope you like this video, that it was very insightful for you. Um, and if you resonated with the content, if you feel you have money blocks standing in your way or imposter syndrome is interfering with you growing your business, I have an amazing three-month one-on-one uh, program that is perfect for you. Click the link in the description or send me a message to get more information. And once the people went on the sales page, they could go through all of the sales page, which obviously is very intentionally written to bring the reader through a journey where they immediately know if they have a problem that's going to be solved by the imposter syndrome terminator program. And if so, for them to want the imposter syndrome terminator program, again, something uh, that I teach in my masterminds or in the bootcamp. So it's a very simple funnel, no YouTube, no Pinterest, no up, down, left and right, very simple structure where I want people in the Facebook group and on the email list and then in the Facebook group and on the email list, the call to action or the pitch is always towards the sales page. And once they go through the sales page on that sales page, they could book a call. Just because I did it that way doesn't mean that it's the holy grail of how you have to set up your funnel, but you basically have to have one cons consistent method and one consistent call to action of what you want people to do as a next step should they be interested in your offer. So you take away as much confusion as, and as many obstacles as possible out of their way. Now, one of the things that is also super important when it comes to scaling is like okay now we have this funnel you have clear messaging you know who you're talking to you know what your offer is your offer is great it's compelling it might or might not be high ticket which i would recommend because it creates a lot of financial freedom we also want to make sure that we are not making useless stuff that could be automated so for example when someone joins the email list or opts in 
they automatically get sent to your email system and then automatically get the freebie delivered. We don't have time to kind of run around people who opted in, in our email list and manually send them an, an, email, uh, an email with the link to the freebie they downloaded. The exact same with booking, um, booking appointments. We have a calendar system. People get the link to the calendar system and then they can just book the slot that floats their boat. And in that booking system, you can also have an intake form so you can ask them a bunch of questions before they hop on a call with you. So you have all the information you need and you don't waste any time. Same with contracts, right? I have an automated system where you can basically drag and drop a PDF that is electronically and legally recognized as like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when people sign that contract online, it is legally recognized as an official signature. So should there be an issue, which has never happened, you have like a, like the legal background to defend yourself. Same with payment system. If I have a payment plan for someone, I don't want to be running after them on a monthly basis for them to make their payments. So I have a system that will automatically charge the card according to the payment plan that we agreed on. Now, Let's talk about coming across as an authority. Because at the end of the day, people buy because they're inspired by you, because they trust you, and because they trust that you have the solution to their problem. Coming across as an authority or as an expert it is actually extremely simple. And I'm going to break it down for you in one sentence. Being an expert is solving someone's problem. The end. And you don't need to solve everyone's problem. You just need to solve someone's problem who's two steps ahead, uh, two steps behind you. So as the imposter syndrome terminator, when I got started, would I be the perfect person to help someone making 1 million scale to 5 million? Maybe not, right? But was I the right person to help a bunch of amazing women get rid of subconscious blocks so they could, so they could start and grow their online business? Absolutely. So you are an expert as long as what you do and the solution or service or program you provide or offer can deliver a solution to your ideal client who is two steps behind you. And when I say offer solution, again, we don't fall into the trap of believing we have to solve everyone's problem because some people don't want to change. They think they want to change, but they don't, or they don't think they want to change, but they're still going to spend the money and don't do anything, not do anything, right? You, as an expert, want to solve your ideal client's problem, who's two steps behind you. And by definition, your ideal client is someone who is willing to take responsibility, who is resilient, who is resourceful, who doesn't blame and complain, and who can afford your rates, if they don't fall into one of those categories, they are not your ideal client. So we always assume that they're going to meet us halfway, that it is not our responsibility to provide any results beyond the scope of what we do. And our ideal client perfectly understands that. So you are basically an expert if you can provide a solution that your ideal client needs. The end. If you go to a knee surgeon, do you want the knee surgeon who has five PhDs, 12 master's degrees, but who has never uh, done surgery? Or do you want the knee surgeon who kind of came from a shitty university, uh, not, prestigious, not prestigious at all, but who has so much experience that he's the best knee surgeon in the region? Who do you pick? You pick the one who's going to give you what you want. And because he or she can do that, they are an expert at what they do. 
So just realize that you are already an expert, regardless of how much experience or how many clients you've had or not had, as long as your program can reasonably deliver a solution to your ideal client. Then coming across as an expert is also mainly down to inspiration. And the way we inspire our audience is through social proof, through our own story, being relatable, but also being in a position where they're like, damn, like he or she has something to teach me. And that's why I see him or her as an authority in their field. Not rocket science either, right? And once you have these systems in place that we already mentioned, and once you serve client at a, clients at a high level, high ticket clients during two, three, five months, they get high level results because you have so much time to work with them that you have a lot of flexibility to deal with whatever comes up. And then because they have a great transformation, they gave you a great, great testimonial and then it further contrib contributes to building that authority status. Obviously, it's also about creating a compelling high ticket offer that people need and are ready to invest in. That mainly comes down to market research and knowing your clients, nothing too crazy here, um, which then can help you develop and sell a high value group program or course that people actually want to buy. And that is a very critical part of scaling your business. And all of this coming as an, coming as an authority and creating and having the backend system that supports your business is so relevant for scaling because what happens if you launch a group program that goes way better than you thought, which, is hap which has happened to me very frequently, very nice problem to have, and your payment system is not in place, or they ask for payment plans, and then you have to be in charge of rebilling their card manually, or they're not getting automated email sequences to enroll them in the program or to deliver the resources. It's going to be a disaster. The customer experience is not going to be great. We are going to be burned out, and our subconscious mind is going to be like, I'm never going to do this again, and that's going to to be recipe for not scaling okay and last but not least coming across as an authority is also providing massive amount of free valuable content actionable content that gives your audience wins now that is basically the fundamentals of attraction marketing i have never ever and will never send a sleazy cold dm to someone i don't know uh, to sell them my offers. I don't even send DMs to anyone, as a matter of fact, not even to invite them to join my group. I'm not saying that this is a bad strategy. I, I know quite a few people who do it, who do like the outreach thing to build connections in the DM and then invite people to join their Facebook group or maybe talk about their offer after having developed a connection or relationship with them. That's just something that doesn't float my boat and that I'm not willing to do. And that in my opinion is not a scalable business model because if I'm spending six hours a day on Facebook Messenger to have conversations with people, that's six hours that I can't spend doing something else, right? So attraction marketing is all about basically coming across as an authority and having that energy of knowing like I am so good at what I do and having the energy that if someone doesn't want your services, you're completely indifferent, you aren't mad, you aren't sad, you kind of wish them best, the best, bless them with your loving energy, knowing that someone else will take their spot. That's an energy I developed very early on before I actually even got my first client because I knew that the work I do is life-changing. And I don't say that from like, oh my God, I'm the best. It's just that in my opinion, when you work with the 
the subconscious mind, magic happens, and that has nothing to do with me, right? But I had worked with friends. Some of them had anxiety. Some of them had eczema. Some of them were smoking, and I had worked with them. Some of them had phobia. Some of them wanted to lose weight, and they got these outstanding results. So my energy when starting my business and starting talking about my one-on-one offer was like, like what I do is amazing. And I take no credit for inventing it, right? I'm using methods and modalities that were created by other wonderful people. And I'm just using these tools to help people get more of what they want. But in my mind, I was like, the power of the subconscious mind is infinite. This work is amazing. My program is amazing. And their life is going to be changed forever in the best way ever. And when you bring that energy, it's so easy to say on a live stream or even on an email The imposter syndrome terminator program is the best program ever that you can use right now to get rid of subconscious blocks, imposter syndrome, and grow your business. Reach out. And energetically, that makes a universe of difference, a galaxy of difference. No amount of strategy and good copywriting can outweigh not believing in ourselves or in our offer. And that's the power of attraction marketing because not only do you attract people to you because you provide inspiration and social proof and high and high vibe, high value content that people love, but you also have the energy and you've cleared all of the BS out of the way that people are attracted to you. You attract clients to you. You don't have to go out there fishing right we don't do client hunting we do client attraction like a flower waiting for a bee to be pollinated i'm being so poetic right now okay you get the point so once we have that attraction marketing um in 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 place which is basically everything we've mentioned before right the back-end funnels the foundations content pillars knowing our knowing our client what they want the market research having a compelling offer Uh, showing up on live, etc. And we have the energetic part, which consists of getting rid of any blocks that could be standing in the way. Now, we have two things working for us before we even scaled. We have a system that is simple and that constantly gets people in our audience and then gets them from cold to sold, or at least cold to warm, and eventually they'll be sold to. We also have the energetic and manifestation aspect that even when we are not posting, even when we are taking one or two weeks of holiday or whatnot, people are still flowing in our direction. I have never worked as little as I am working right now. And as I was working in Brazil when I was at my friend's wedding, yet after my friend's wedding, I launched a program and it was my biggest launch ever it was almost a six-figure launch and right now here in costa rica i'm basically taking surf lessons the wi-fi is horrific i'm meeting a bunch of new lovely people not spending that much time on the business but it's also being one of my biggest sales months because there is flow because the system is are strong and the attraction is in place now now that we have all of that now that we've attracted a few clients and it doesn't mean to be it doesn't need to be that many i didn't have that many clients before i launched my first group program and, and scaled now it's time to talk about launching so launching many people have a love hate relationship with launching because it can be freaking nerve-wracking and it often triggers very deep insecurities or fears 
that are easily avoidable if we don't launch, but that can come up to the surface when we do launch. So fear of being rejected, fear that we're going to be a failure, fear that our business is not going to go where we want it to go. Because as long as we don't launch, we can kind of use the excuse of, well, I've never launched, so maybe that's why my business is not at the next level. But if we launch, one of the common fears, and it's often a subconscious thing, is like, okay, what if I launch and no one buys? And then that's a fact. Okay, you launched, no one bought. It sucks, okay? Like, it's not fun. That's, that's a fact. But our opinion about the situation is no one likes me or no one is interested in my program or I'm not good at launching or people are just not that into me or I should ne never have started this business. It's not going to work out. Or I just got lucky when I got my first clients. It's not going to happen ever again. Or my mom was right when she said I would never amount to anything, right? Now that we have this experience of potentially a launch that didn't go how we wanted it to go, all of these insecurities have space to erupt like lava out of a volcano. And that's why many people don't launch or they half launch. So they kind of half ask the process. So they launch and then they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's not working. And then they don't, they don't show up for the clo card close phase, which is one of the most critical phases in launching because at least they can hide behind the fact that, oh, I didn't try that hard. That's why it didn't work. So that aside, I'll have an, an entire episode about launching. Launching is the ultimate business accelerator because once you've had a successful launch, first of all, your mind just quantum leaps to a whole new level, especially if it's a big launch, but not only because you're like, okay, I have a system in place because launching is a strategy and it's not a difficult strategy. There are quite a few steps, but it's simple. Now your mind is like, okay, I did a launch and it worked, which means that I can do it again and again and again. And then it's kind of just a numbers game, right? The more people I have in my audience or in my email list, and then the more successful the launch can be. And it's just, a, a, it's just like a question of rinse and repeat. So launching not only has the power to make you quantum leap on a mindset perspective, but it also very, very good to not only build know, like, and trust, get people one step closer to, be, to becoming your clients, even if they did not buy this time, they are probably going to buy next time. And then scaling the business by very simply working with more people with much less time, right? There's only that many people you can serve in a one-on-one -on -one program. But when you're launching a program, uh, and let's say that you show up twice a week for one hour and you have 50 people in, you're serving 50 people and spending two hours a week serving these people. So, okay, there's probably Facebook support or whatnot. So it might end up as five hours a week to serve 50 people. But with a one-on-one, -on -one, you would have needed 50 hours a week to serve 50 people or even more. So launching is the ultimate scaling one of the scaling secrets because you can serve many people at a high level with more or less support depending on your offer with way less time and much more income. And once you get in the process of launching and gain, gain confidence, you also develop the authority aspect in your business where you're like, hey, I've just worked with 12 clients in my programs and they got amazing results 
And you could do the same, right? You could be that person who lost weight or who reconnected with source or who had a successful business or whatnot. And it further develops the authority point, the expertise point, and the inspiration point that people need to basically sign up for one of your programs. So launching is really, really cool. And the cool thing is launching, if it doesn't work once, you just do it again until it works and you refuse to let it mean anything about your business. Just like Edison tried 10,000 times with his light bulb and it didn't work. And each time it didn't work, he said, oh, I just figured out a way it doesn't work. So I'm getting closer to the answer. That's kind of the mindset we want when we go into a launch. And in the mastermind, I'll talk about the mastermind at the end of the episode is currently enrolling. You will learn exactly how to create a high converting live event or webinar um, for a launch event, how to get people to sign up for it, how to write copy that is really going to be memorable so people want to show up and participate in your webinar, how to create uh, a course or a program, how to host it, how to sell it, how to open the cart, how to close the cart, how to use basic psychology and sales psychology to get the right people in your program and address any objections that they might have for not investing. All of that is something that we'll extensively cover in the Business Accelerator Mastermind. Now, another part of scaling is mindset. Of course, it's mindset because we don't want our mindset to hit a glass ceiling. So for a very long time, I thought that scaling meant basically you make 1K a month and then you make two and then you make three and then you have a first 5K month and then six and maybe seven and a half and maybe 10. And like two years later, you're at 10K months and then you get to 15 and then you get to 20 and like two years later, you get to 30, blah, 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 blah. No, didn't work like that. I basically went from an average between three and 5K months for about four months to having my first 10K month and then right after to having my first 35K month because at that period, I launched a program that did really, really well, way better than I ever expected which is ultimate proof that you can be very positively surprised in your business, right? And we need our mindset to be right because when that happens, we kind of open, we potentially, not necessarily, but potentially open a Pandora box that says, oh my God, what if I can't sustain it? Or what if I got lucky? Or what if I launch again and it doesn't work and then I look like a fool? Or what if, what if, what if? So we want to make sure that we let go of imposter syndrome and all of the who am I too, or I got lucky, or it wasn't me, it was my coach, fully taking credit for our success because we created that. Whether you realize it or not, all of the successes that you've had in your life, all of the achievements, you have created that from the quantum field. You had a goal, you set a specific intention, and then you manifested that from the quantum field, right? Also spending more time doing what we love because that was my situation in October. Yay, great launch, amazing, great clients. But I was spending more time doing emails, Facebook posts, customer service, calls and whatnot than actually doing what I'm creating this business for. So enjoying my time with friends or going in nature or exercising or watching stupid stuff on YouTube, right? I wasn't doing any of that. And that is recipe for resentment, which is recipe for sabotage, which is recipe for unscaling your business. So we want to be spending more time doing what we love, what feels aligned. 
and letting go. And that's a controversial topic, I know, but letting go of people who hold us back, right? If you have someone in your close environment who's lowering your vibe rather than increasing your vibe, that person has to go. And sometimes we can't, right? If it's a friend, we can peacefully let go of some friendships that just are not positively contributing to your mental well-being. But sometimes we can't let go of someone. It's a brother, it's a sister, it's our dad, it's our partner, it's one of our children, someone who lives with us. And in that case, there is some deeper work to be done that we are still willing to create boundaries and no longer accept some of their behaviors because it's just going to create that energetic glass ceiling. So if you are with, I don't know, a partner, Mr. or Mrs. Wright, who doesn't really want you to make more than them because then their ego would be hurt and they kind of identify themselves as the main breadwinner, either that's something you can figure out with each other that we can discuss with each other it will sure change the dynamic of the relationship but sometimes that's for the best right maybe you can go counseling maybe you can figure something out or if you can't you either have to break up with that person if you feel that it's really going to impact the relationship in a bad way or you just have to decide like listen i'm not willing to sacrifice the well-being of my business just because you don't feel good about me making more than you These are very difficult things to do, right? By no means am I saying you do that and one hour later, boom, problem solved. These things can take months, sometimes years, but at the end of the day, you have to be very clear on what your priorities are. Is your priority keeping your partner happy so they feel good and they can make more? Or is your priority scaling your business, being fully fulfilled and have the income you want and feel that you are living your greatest purpose? If you're accepting like passive aggressive bullying from a partner or anyone in your family who is kind of keeping your head under the water, you are basically accepting that you are prioritizing your lack of boundaries over your own fulfillment or the fulfillment and the expansion of your business. Again, very difficult things to do. And sometimes it's a work in progress. I had very poor boundaries with some of my family members. And I fully acknowledge that if I continued in that dynamic, the business was going to plateau, right? And I was not willing to let that happen. So I reached out to specialists in the field, to therapists, to work on those issues progressively. It's been a process that started more than a year ago, but I'm making progress towards the right direction because I set my boundaries to, I'm no no longer willing to accept that other people's limiting beliefs or insecurities are going to affect me and my well-being and the business that I'm so passionate about. Okay. Now, last but not least, two, two, two last points before we wrap up this episode on scaling is getting people one step closer to you consistently. So while I was focusing only on my one-on-one offer back then, which I have no regrets on, there are things I could have done differently. And if I had set up those things earlier, not only would I have made more passive income, but I would have probably accelerated part of the process of turning some of the people in the audience as clients. And those things, for example, are setting up tripwires in back-end funnels. So if you don't know what a tripwire is, it's basically a very low-end offer, the purpose of which is for people to buy from you once. Because in psychology, people who buy from you once 
are much more like are 15 times more likely to buy from you again, right? And I have some tripwires in back-end funnels, so you won't see them in, on the website, but on back-end funnels where basically when people opt in for a freebie, they get an option to get something that is extremely high-value content for a ridiculous price. And that's not because we are devaluing ourselves, but because we wanted to make the offer a complete no-brainer. And once the person buys the offer, they're actually much closer to becoming a potential client than someone who just downloaded the freebie. And that's how I've made, I think, several uh, thousands in passive income where with a system and a funnel that, yeah, took some time to build, I'm not going to lie, but it's running itself now in the background. And each time someone joins the email list, they have the option, but they don't have to, of course, to get a killer hypnosis training as well as a full training on money and receiving blocks for a no-brainer price of something that I would never sell for that much of a low price uh, if it was not in a back-end funnel. So those are some of the things that you will build eventually, but the sooner the better because you don't need to be making 10 or 20 or 30 or 50K a month to have these systems. So building them now, when you have time, when you have more space, more energy maybe, is something that one, is going to get people from cold to sold much faster. And two, it's all of the work that you won't have to do later. So tripwires is also something that we'll talk about in the mastermind and that you'll get like a full A to Z checklist and basically explanation guide on, on how to set it up. And getting people... One step closer to you consistently is also stories, inspirational content. Instagram and Facebook stories do really well because people like content that is easily digestible. I didn't do stories for quite a quite a while. I think three months when I started the Instagram account to two or three. And I did see a huge difference once I started to show my face consistently on stories. Last but not least, making decisions that a six or seven figure business owner would do this is all about embodying the next version of ourselves right we cannot quantum leap to a new level we cannot scale our business to a new level keeping the thoughts and feelings at this level so if i'm making consistent five months from now which is fantastic i can't scale to 10k months keeping the mindset decisions thoughts and emotions of someone who does 5k this means making scary decisions, being ahead of the game, investing in the business to get knowledge from other people who've been there, done that, and who can lead the way in, instead of us having to figure out everything on our own, right? That's one of the true scaling secrets. And by no means do I advise anyone to do reckless decisions with their money, but there is a difference between reckless decisions and scary decisions that deep down feel good. So about a year ago, I think it was in April or May, I invested 6K in a program that I could not afford. I had about 1,300 bucks left in my bank account and I took a six month payment plan of 997, which meant that I could make the first installment, pay for the first installment and then nothing, which meant that I had to make it work. And my thought process was, what would my next level self do? What would Ines do who's already fully booked? Would she invest in a program that is really going to help her business? Of course she would. 
would she invest in a program that she feels is really going to bring the business to new levels? Yes, she would. So this is what I need to do now, even though it's very scary. And because we are able to take that step in that direction, even though it's completely out of our comfort zone, that's how we kind of break an energetic bubble or energetic glass ceiling that is keeping us stuck in a feedback loop where we are, where we kind of think, okay, this is too scary, so I'm not going to do it. But the scarcity thoughts or the fears are inconsistent with someone making 10 or 20K, right? My vision of myself who makes 10 or 20 or 30K a month invests in programs, even if the investment is scary. So how can I expect to scale my business to that level if I keep, keep basically keep stuck or stay stuck in the mindset of, oh, I can't afford this. Like that mindset is just inconsistent with someone who has a business that is making 10, 30, 50, whatever amount a month. So it's having the mindset of someone of yourself, not someone of you, but the version of you who's already three or four steps ahead and realizing that no quantum leap comes with a comfortable decision, right? No big jump or no expansion in ourselves comes by staying in our comfort zone. So this is how I'm going to end this podcast, otherwise episode, as otherwise we're going to be chatting for 1 million minutes here. But in a nutshell, how to scale your business, whether you're making 3K months, 5K months, 10K months, it all comes down to having very a very solid strategy in terms of your foundations, your messaging, who you're serving, how you're serving, what your offers are that feel aligned, but that are consistent with some flexibility, right? Because our, our mood changes, we change as people as we grow and as we work on ourselves. So we always want that flexibility of, okay, well, three months ago, this is what I wanted, but I no longer want that and that is fine. So having strong backend systems, everything that can be automated, like, for example, booking appointments, payment system systems, contract systems, or recording Zoom calls on the cloud, all of the, all of the stuff that can be automated must be automated or deleted or delegated to a VA if you have a VA. Having one clear funnel, this is the law of the, 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 the path of least resistance that people don't want to look for links. People will not look for links. So we have to make it very clear what we expect them to do in any possible scenario and make whatever link they need to click on very easily findable. It's also coming across as an authority, probably the most important part of all of this, because you can scale a business even if your backend system suck and everything pretty much sucks and your website looks like crap. If, if you come across as an authority and people are inspired by you and they believe that you have a solution to their problem, that will be enough. That energy will be enough. So coming across as an authority, getting rid of imposter syndrome, providing high value content that inspires your audience, as well as social proof that can very easily be found once you've had a few one-on-one -on -one high ticket clients who had massive transformations. Being the expert that solves the problem of someone who is two steps behind and two steps behind only. Creating compelling offers and selling them with the energy of deeply believing in the power of that offer, right? And then using manifestation and energy, clearing all of the old 
hurdles or limiting beliefs so that we attract people to us instead of having to find them, right? We aren't going fishing, guys. This is not fishing. This is attracting people to us just like a flower that attracts a bee to get pollinized. Um, and then the launching part. Launching is a true secret to scale your business because once you have a successful launch, you serve more people, make more money, use less time with the extra money. You can hire a team member who doesn't have to work that many hours a week uh, to be super, super helpful. And once you have someone supporting you in the back end and doing basically all of the tasks you don't want to be doing, like emails or Canva posts or stuff like that, you have more times to show up for your clients, to create content and to build that authority part and come up with courses or programs that will really help your audience. And should you want to, to do um, Facebook ads or Instagram ads, which are not necessary, but are an option should you want to do that. Also the mindset, so we don't hit that energetic glass ceiling, letting go of imposter syndrome, letting go of money or receiving blocks, or feeling that we don't deserve that kind of success or that we got lucky. All of those things do not belong in the scaling world, right? They belong in the staying where you are world. And letting go of people who are not positively contributing to our success, or at least having strict boundaries that even if they do or say something, we just refuse to follow their passive-aggressive dictatorship, that even if they say, well, if you make more money than me, I will leave you, well, basically say, okay, hasta la vista, right? If that's how you want to support me, I don't need that kind of support for the next 60 years of my life. And getting people one step closer to you consistently by nurturing them with cool email sequences, tripwires, stories, inspirational content, and last but not least, thinking like your next level self would think. Your next level self would not say something like, I want this program, but I'm scared because I don't have money. Or what if I don't make my money back? Those thoughts and emotions do not belong to your next level self. They're not in that, the mind of your next level self because your next level self has dealt with that. So when you tune in to what he or she would do, you're, you're yourself, but two steps ahead, you you kind of quantum leap into that energy and you tune in to the answers that already exists in the field, in the universe, within you that are going to lead you in the right direction. So this is pretty much it for this podcast episode on how to scale. I hope this was helpful. And the Business Accelerator Mastermind is currently open for enrollment until the 16th of May only, so soon. Already half of the spots are taken, even though the Mastermind has not been live launched, which is fantastic. The mastermind is perfect for you if you are ready to bring your business to the next level, whatever that means for you, right? You might be having your first clients and you want more clients. Maybe you want to diversify your product suite or you're cruising, you're making 5, 10, maybe 20K a month and you're ready to expand to whole new levels where you make more work less, but most importantly, have more fulfillment and have more freedom. And freedom can be so many things, right? It can be going on a trip. It can be spending more time with your children, if you have children or with your loved ones. It can be fulfilling your passion of doing an Ironman, who knows, or knitting or participating in MasterChef, whatever floats your boat, whatever you want that freedom, the reason why you created your business in the first place was to have freedom. That is what the mastermind is all about. 
about strategy because you know just sitting on a couch and meditating and asking the universe to send stuff like it can work if you're like next level manifestation mastery but usually we need action with manifestation so action intentional aligned action structuring all of the foundations the business side of it um, the back end so your business is ready to grow expand and scale with as much as um, low as what what's the word I'm looking for as with as little as possible um, of your personal time involvement a business model that's scalable and dele delegatable to team members once you get to that point so you can stay in your zone of genius which is serving your clients creating programs that serve your clients creating content valuable resources that help your clients and that allow you to live a fulfilling life on the side plus you get full lifetime access to the visibility queen bootcamp course which is my um attract attraction marketing and online visibility program you get full lifetime access to the abundance magnet which is a hot fire mindset program which basically will handle any block that I have ever seen in all of my 200 clients for the past year and full lifetime access to the five-figure launch secret program, which just in themselves are worth over 6,000. So send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook if you're interested and you will also find uh, the page of the Business Accelerate, Accelerator Mastermind in the show notes of this episode on www.inespadar.ch slash business accelerator mastermind. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in today and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.